Hey, it's Jill from the Unveiling Paradise podcast. Tessa and I were talking the other day and we realized it's that time of the year again, engagement season, which means a lot of you guys are just getting started planning your perfect destination wedding. We want to help you guys. We've put together our top three must listen to first episodes. So if you're just new to our show, this is what we want you guys to start with. Episode 16, you're engaged. Now what? Episode nine, creating your perfect wedding budget. And episode 11, things wedding coordinators wish you knew before you started. If you're planning your wedding here in Hawaii, hit us up. Mention our show to learn more about our Unveiling Paradise podcast promo. Happy planning. Welcome everyone to the Unveiling Paradise podcast show. Hello, Tessa. Hi, how are you? I am so good. We are talking about rehearsal dinners today. We haven't ever talked about this. We have a lot to say. And not to be confused with actual rehearsals, the rehearsal dinner is something separate. Rehearsal dinners and rehearsals. We are talking about both of them today. Sort of. Sort of. Okay, now I'm really confused. (laughs) Okay, so rehearsal dinners, I think, in terms of when you're planning your wedding, tends to be something that gets overlooked or forgotten. I think is really important, especially for destination weddings. It might be your very first touch point where everyone is actually going to be meeting for the very first time. Sometimes at destination weddings, parents of the bride or parents of the groom or whoever it is have never even met before. And this is so awesome to do before the big day. But there's so much more. So today we want to talk about how to make your rehearsal dinner a success. Exactly. So today we're going to talk about rehearsal dinners, what it is, why we even do it, and then we're going to share some of our tips on how to make it amazing. So let's get started. Welcome to Unveiling Paradise, your go-to destination wedding podcast. I'm Tessa, wedding planner and owner of Fred and Kate Events. And I'm Joe, wedding and adventure photographer of Joseph Esser Photography. We are based in Hawaii, one of the biggest, most popular locations for destination weddings. We want to share our real-life experiences with you, give you insight from a professional's perspective, and still make sure you're having fun in the process. We're huge believers in the fact that planning a destination wedding can be one of the most amazing experiences, and we want to bring you along. We're so excited to talk with you about weddings, Hawaii, and everything else under the sun. So pack your bags and let's get started. Tessa, welcome back. We are talking about rehearsal dinner. So let's break this down. Rehearsal dinner 101. What exactly is a rehearsal dinner? How does it fit into a wedding day rehearsal? Like, let's get into this. For sure. And I think the main thing to note is a rehearsal dinner is different from a rehearsal. I get a lot of couples that assume they're one in the same. So they're talking to me about their dinner about, you know, where they're going to be. It's understanding for me as a wedding planner, I will often be there to run your rehearsal. I won't necessarily have to stay for dinner. I'm not going to be there to enjoy the meal with you. So my job is to help you practice your wedding day, right? That's a rehearsal. And your rehearsal dinner is the pre-wedding event that often takes place the night before your wedding. So break this down for me. So, sure. so most of the time, our couples will actually have some sort of rehearsal. That basically, it's like the run through of the wedding day. Make sure you stop and kiss for five seconds. You know, like making sure that the wedding entourage knows the order that they're going to be walking in together and walking out, and all those types of things. That's the rehearsal. Does that happen on the same day as your rehearsal dinner? Like, how do they two connect? Sure. So you know, it can often be the same day. It most times is. 
but it doesn't have to be. So a lot of times it'll depend on when your family and friends come in, your wedding party. It may not work out that way where you may do a dinner two nights before and the rehearsal the morning before your wedding. So it doesn't have to be on the same day. 90% of the time, I would say it is. And again, it doesn't have to be a rehearsal dinner. You can do a brunch or a lunch or or something. So if you do a rehearsal at your wedding venue at 9 a.m., you may choose to go straight into a brunch. And that's a great way to celebrate without having to party late into the night before your wedding. So Tessa, do you think a rehearsal is required for a wedding? Like do you, when you are talking with your couples, do you recommend doing a rehearsal period? Like let's start with that. Like, cause I think that rehearsal and rehearsal dinners go hand in hand oftentimes. Do you recommend doing it? Like what, what's the whole point of a rehearsal anyway? seems like a lot of work. Sure. You know, so the rehearsal really kind of depends on the couple, whether or not I recommend it. And the reason for that is if a couple is very nervous, if they have a lot of nervous energy, going through a rehearsal sometimes helps calm them where they can see, understand, okay, this is the venue. This is where I stand. This is what I do. There are the few exceptions where some of my couples that are very, very literal. And I think sometimes the rehearsal makes it harder. You know, if we're doing it at an outdoor venue and it's just open space, we don't have an arch. We don't have the chairs. You know, they ask more questions. Well, where do we walk? Like, where do we? And they're trying to put leaves down to (laughs) kind of hold the markers, you know, and I think for that, it's a little more stressful for them because they're not actually seeing what it's going to look like or if their venue is booked so we do the rehearsal you know somewhere else maybe at their hotel or at a venue you know their dinner spot they're not actually visualizing where it is I think sometimes it can work against them where it it almost creates a little more anxiety because now they're like okay well what if it doesn't work what if the walk is longer than I thought you know so 80% of the time I would say yes we should do a rehearsal Every now and then, though, I get those couples where it doesn't make sense. So what exactly are you doing at a rehearsal other than walking? Because it seems like everyone knows how to walk. So it's, <laughs> it's not just walking. Because, I mean, you know, for me, I always tell people, you know, we're going to get you there. We're going to get you down the aisle no matter what. Right. But it's also the the handoff of, you know, the bride, if she's walking with her father or someone else, like, how do they hand them off? Do they shove her off? Do they give her a hug? What happens there? Yeah. You know, what happens with her bouquet? What happens with her train, her veil? Who has the rings? Where do I look? What do I do with my hands? Do you notice, and Joe, you do a lot of weddings with me. I've noticed the guys, you know, if there's a lot of groomsmen during a ceremony, they'll often be like talking to each other. I've seen them. They're chatting or I've seen one check their phone. So a lot of times during the rehearsal, it's that reminder of, hey, you're being watched. You're kind of on stage, you know, so keep it together. So you're saying basically that the whole point of a rehearsal is to prep yourself not to look awkward yeah, or stupid in front of a crowd of people. You're welcome. <laughs> Doing it to set <laughs> like up that. photos for success. <laughs> I think that is so true, though, because if you don't do it, you know, a lot of times it might seem simple, but like there are some of those tips, those pro tips on your wedding day that you're not going to be able to like just stop the ceremony and say, hey, hey, you two look at each other during your vows. Like, don't look at the officiant, look at each other. This is between you guys. Right. And I think that does translate into the focus and the actual ceremony being a little bit more polished, something that isn't awkward. Dad isn't fumbling, trying to figure out how to give his daughter away and the bouquets, you know, and the dress is all messy. I think that's really the point of it all. And I think I've mentioned this story before to you, but I did a wedding once and the videographer and I were standing at the end of the aisle. He was telling me the couple is so far apart. He's like, they're not really even in the shot well. Yeah. So he and I are standing at the end of the aisle and we're holding hands, hoping that they see us to kind of show them like, 
hold hands, get closer. So little tips like that, you know, those are things that we talked about, you know, stand close enough to touch or if you're swollen, right? Because we're in Hawaii, it is really warm. If your fingers are swollen, if your ring doesn't fit, what do you do, right? Do you freak <laughs> out? Do you shove it on, right? So a lot of those tips are what we kind of go through through the rehearsal. Again, just kind of just to help eliminate some of the nerves. Right. And then the big kiss, like the big kiss is something that I think is always so great to have coached. What's the rule of thumb for the kiss? So it's funny. I just did a wedding rehearsal yesterday and yeah. I was telling them, you know, kiss, three to five seconds and you know they're just they're a kind of shyer couple and they were like what <laughs> and I said you know I said okay no tongue <laughs> right because I know I know that you do not like when your couples give photos. but three to five seconds and I said you can do small kisses if you can't do one big epic three to five second kiss just go back in for a few as they walk down the aisle and they kiss again I always tell them you know if you're excited and you're going to try to dip or do something fancy. I said, don't let that be the first time. So practice before. That is such great advice. I've seen some super awkward dips and they're like spontaneously yeah. try to dip and then they drop the bride on the ground. And yes, and I've seen that too, but that's why I always tell my couples, like, don't let that epic moment be the first time you're trying <laughs> to do something wild and crazy with your bride in her dress. Like, it's a disaster. Right, right, right. Okay, so then let's get into this, the rehearsal dinner. So the rehearsal dinner has become... Kind of like if you have to suffer through, especially if you're a bridesmaid or a groomsman, if you have to suffer through doing this rehearsal, going out to the venue, sitting and sweating and like watching and learning how to walk down the aisle correctly, the rehearsal dinner is your little bonus cookie, right? At the end of the day, it's your treat. It's the treat that the couple usually provides to the wedding entourage, so bridesmaids, groomsmen. And kind of maybe more of like the key family members who maybe have traveled for that wedding. So parents, siblings, kind of that, that tends to be who is at a rehearsal dinner. Is that right? Is that, am I understanding that correctly? Sure. So I think normally it's going to be your wedding party. A lot of times too, you're now inviting their, you know, their significant others. So husbands, girlfriends, boyfriends, kids, so their families and your family. So again, like you said, parents, siblings, grandparents, the tricky thing, too, is a lot of times the traditional etiquette is you also invite your out-of-town guests. Now, if you're doing a destination wedding, that's everybody. Yeah. So does that mean you have to invite every single person? You know, modern etiquette says no, but I see a lot of my couples basically having a pre-wedding the night before their wedding where they've invited every single person. I love that, actually. Like, Do I, you? I think we, we, <laughs> well, because, like, you know, and, like, we've had uh, rehearsal dinners, or we even call them, like, I think you can say a number of different things, a welcome dinner, a welcome luau we have here. We had a really cute one just recently where all the guests were asked to wear white. And so everyone was, like, all in the same color. Everyone was rocking the same theme, and it was, like, it was such a fun moment for everyone to be part of. It was, like getting everyone excited before the big day. And it was fun. I mean, they had lots of food. They had lots of drinks. For me, a really well-done rehearsal dinner really sets the vibe, gets people excited for the wedding day. This is one of your first opportunities for everyone to kind of mingle with each other. So by the time you're at the wedding, you're primed, right? You've, you've made connections. You've made friends. So at the rehearsal dinner, it's kind of a lot of that awkward meet and greet. Yeah. And then on the wedding, you can sit with anyone, have a drink, and have a great time. So it just, to me, elevates the wedding experience if you nail your rehearsal dinner. 
especially for destination weddings. We have a lot of couples who maybe one person and their family are from Canada. The other one is from Australia. And this is the very first time that the majority of their families, their extended families, everyone is getting to meet each other. That's amazing to do before the actual wedding day. And it's like a wedding icebreaker, right? And I think what elevates it even more is the couple is going to be present and be there. On the wedding day, the couple's priorities and their minds are somewhere else. They're trying to get all the epic photos, head out for sunset, greet everybody. You know, at your rehearsal dinner, it's a lot more casual where they can sit down and have conversations with people. They can really engage and spend time with their loved ones. And I think that's why sometimes the rehearsal dinner is more memorable dare I say, than the actual wedding. More fun, dare you say? (laughs) (laughs) More casual, right? It's a relaxed fun versus like the epic, memorable wedding fun. Right. Different fun. Right. And I love how it just sort of the way that weddings are right now is it bundles into the wedding experience. So it's not just the wedding day, but you might have a pre-wedding, post-wedding event. And the idea of, you know, kind of like piecing that together with your rehearsal I think it makes sense. Okay, so let's continue to break this down. Let's start with this question. When do you do a rehearsal dinner? In terms of the wedding day timeline, is it the day before, the night before, a couple days before? Like, when is the best time to do this? So traditionally, the rehearsal dinner and the rehearsal are done the night before the wedding. It's close and fresh in people's minds, right? Everyone's kind of getting in from out of town. So the night before makes the most sense. Personally, I prefer either two days before or the morning before. It just gives you some time. If you're going to be drinking at your rehearsal dinner, you don't want to be hungover on your wedding day all day or be doing anything other than resting and relaxing the night before your wedding. So my thought is two days before or the morning before your wedding. Interesting. The morning before your wedding, like a brunch. Yeah. So you basically do your rehearsal in the morning and then just go for a brunch or lunch. And then, you know, by noon, wrap it up, spend some time in your hotel, get a massage and just go to bed early. Interesting. Okay. I can see that. I do like personally like it the night before. Really? But because I think it just, it, it sort of rolls into the wedding day. It's just, you know, like, I think it's just like the days sort of blur together and it's like, you're here, you're here to party for your friends and family. Are you looking at it from the point of view as a guest or as a bride? So that's a great question. So am I looking at it from the point of view of the couple or the guest? I think as the guest, I'd love it the night before. Exactly. Because... You can sleep in the next day and you show up to the wedding at five o'clock and you've arrested and recovered. Sure. If you are a bride, you have to remember a lot of times you're going to be out that night and then you start hair and makeup at seven in the morning. It is a long day if you're hungover or still drunk. Right. So that's why moderation, my friends, <laughs> have everybody else get crazy, but save it for your wedding night. Yeah, for sure. Perfect. Okay. Let's talk about this. What actually happens? Like, what happens at a rehearsal dinner that's different than your wedding day? Because I think there are some kind of, like, unspoken traditions that happen at rehearsal dinners. Let's talk about that. What should you be planning on for your rehearsal dinner? So, the one obvious thing is dinner. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be feeding people, right? right? And so, I think if you're doing a rehearsal dinner or any meal, you will be having food and drinks, So keeping that in mind, right, there will be food, there will be drinks. In addition to that, what often happens is you have some speeches and toasts 
And you're going to say, well, what's different from this from the wedding night? Well, on your wedding night, people tend to want to get to the dancing. They want to get to the party. So they keep it short and sweet, maybe two or three speeches. And then the other speeches will go on the rehearsal dinner night. Okay, so let's pause for a second. Let's talk about the dinner and drinks. Does it have to be as full as your wedding day dinner? Can you do more like light appetizers and light drinks or does it have to be a full-blown like meal? I guess it depends who you're asking. For me, full-blown meal would be expected, (laughs) but I definitely think it can be more casual. It doesn't have to be a five-course seated meal. You know, it can be a buffet or it can be heavy appetizers or something like that. It really is about getting your guests together and gathering and spending time with them. So it doesn't have to be as fancy, but if it is during dinner time, I'm a big believer in you should feed people dinner. See, okay, so this is really interesting. So I've seen a couple different things, and I like both of these things. I've seen very formal rehearsal dinners, course meals, pairing with wine, all these amazing things. But I've also seen more like past apps, drinks are flowing, and I don't know which one I like best. I like the informality of rehearsal dinners when people can truly mingle, but I do like the formality of a very formal dinner where people can feel comfortable getting up and giving some toasts. I think it depends on what the formality of your wedding is. If you have a very casual wedding, you don't necessarily want a formal rehearsal dinner. The wedding rehearsal dinner should be more casual than the wedding. So, When you're looking at a formal dinner for the rehearsal, your wedding should be formal as well. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Tessa, what is the best thing you can have on a hot summer wedding day? Gosh, Joe, honestly, there is nothing better than fine time shave ice. I love fine time shave ice. So good. Honestly, it's the soft ice, the variety of syrups and flavors, and their toppings. Their toppings are incredible from ice cream to mochi balls to condensed milk. It is amazing. Stop. I'm getting so hungry. I know. Well, if you want some, check it out. Fine time shave ice. And check out their company and all their delicious flavors on our show notes. Do it now. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Let's move into the next thing, speeches. I like what you're saying. Like on a wedding day, people want to get right into the dancing. They want a party. They want to be on the dance floor. Does it make more sense to have those speeches actually take place at the rehearsal dinner as opposed to on the wedding day? Or if you have a lot of people who want to talk, maybe having half of those people say something at the rehearsal dinner and maybe just a few people on the wedding day. I think that is a great idea. So when we have weddings with a lot of speeches, instead of putting it all on the wedding night, and I've had weddings where we've had seven or eight speeches, it's a long time. It really kind of brings down the the vibe. Right. It kind of kills the vibe if people are ready to dance and they're drinking. So I think doing it during the rehearsal dinner where it's a little more casual, people are eating, people are drinking, it makes it a lot easier to get through a lot of these speeches. With that said, I think also if your maid of honor, for example, or your best friend is very shy, they may feel more comfortable doing a speech with a smaller audience. So instead of doing it at the wedding, if your rehearsal dinner is a little smaller, they may feel more comfortable giving their speech there. Yeah, I love that. Okay, what else happens at a rehearsal dinner? So I think one of the other things that is pretty common is the couple may choose to give their wedding party, their parents, close friends, gifts. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you see on the wedding day, sometimes 
you know, the bridesmaids, for example, get their little goodies or the groomsmen, or again, the parents may be gifted something instead of doing it on the morning of the wedding, because the day can get kind of hectic. They'll often choose to give it to them at the rehearsal dinner. They have time, they can open it, they can kind of, you know, ooh and ah. And if it's clothing or jewelry or something, then they can wear it the next day, right? So I think that's always a nice touch. So again, the gift giving will often happen at the rehearsal dinner. And I love that because a lot of times our bridesmaids will have jewelry that they've already put on their jewelry. If they have that piece, they know that they're going to have a piece of jewelry that the bride is going to want to have them wear. It is so much nicer to receive that gift the day before, and then you're ready to wear it on the wedding day. For sure. Okay, this is a super awkward question, but I think it's relevant. I love awkward questions. (laughs) Who pays? Like traditionally, who pays for the rehearsal dinner? I think there is a tradition to this, and there's probably also some new norms. Traditionally, the groom's parents will pay for the rehearsal dinner because traditionally, the bride's parents pay for the wedding. So it's kind of the splitting of the two big events. Wow. So I feel like (laughs) the groom's parents get a little bit better deal than the bride's. (laughs) I know. The bride's parents definitely get the short end of that stick. (laughs) (laughs) But is that really the case? I mean, is that really the case now? Or does the couple pay for it too? I feel like I've seen that where the couple is really the one who's leading the charge on paying for the rehearsal dinner. Sure. So I think in modern times now, right? Number one, we may have couples where neither identifies as a groom or a bride. So parent-wise, right? Who pays? We don't know. But I would say the majority of our couples now that they will choose to pay for the rehearsal dinner by themselves, or they've had a talk with all of their parents and they figured out, are we just getting money and splitting it between everything? So it's not like one person is paying for one thing, one parent is paying for another. It's a here's $10,000, here's $10,000, here's 20000 And you kind of take that and you you disperse it and you, you plan your wedding and your rehearsal dinner with that budget versus money just for this. I like that. All right. I think we've got it down. The who, what, when, where, why <laughs> for the rehearsal dinners. Let's talk about this. Like, how do you make your rehearsal dinner something memorable? Like, what are your pro tips on making a rehearsal dinner something that no one will ever forget? Sure. So my number one tip to my couples is to sit down and spend quality time with your friends and family. Weddings, your wedding day will go so quickly and you're not going to have that time that you wish you had. When you look back, every couple wishes they spent more time with their family and friends on their wedding day. Sometimes it's just not possible. There's so many moving parts. There's so much going on. But your rehearsal dinner is that opportunity to sit down casually eat with your friends and family and really just spend that time with everyone who's coming there to celebrate you. So you're just saying like in terms of a mindset going into the rehearsal dinner, think about this as the time you're really going to have an opportunity to mingle with your family and friends. Sit next to your mom and dad or whoever it might be. Have those conversations because the wedding day is going to be a whirlwind. A whirlwind. Yeah. 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 Okay. I like that. I like that. Thank you. Joe, what is your tip? Okay, so this is kind of obvious, right? I'm the photographer in the room, but... You are. (laughs) Have a photographer and have a videographer. You don't have to have like the full squad. You don't have to have two or three photographers covering this, but have someone there to photograph it. Have someone there to record the speeches. This happens a lot, and I hear this all the time. I wish we would have had you the night before. My mother or my mother-in-law said some of the funniest things I've ever heard during her toast. I wish we would have documented that. And I think that's what happens at rehearsal dinners. There are so many things going on that you want to capture. It does become part of your overall wedding. 
the rehearsal dinner, the wedding day, maybe even some of the things you do before and after those things. And I think the big difference between your rehearsal dinner and your wedding is the wedding day, the speeches, the toasts, the program is very scripted. On the rehearsal dinner, I think you get a lot more of those impromptu emotions and the additional toasts and the true, I think, the true reactions that mm -hmm. you don't get on the wedding night, you know? So I think having photo and video there is a great tip, Joe. My next tip is a good one. And I've mentioned this previously. If you're going to be doing a rehearsal dinner, I would suggest doing it two nights before. The reason being is you don't want to have a late night dinner. And again, the wedding party, the bride, if she has bridesmaids, the mothers, they wake up and start their day a lot earlier than everybody else. So if hair and makeup starts at seven o'clock in the morning and you're partying till, you know, 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, it's going to be a long wedding day. It's not going to be as restful, as enjoyable because you're going to be tired. You're going to have bags in your eyes, hopefully not hungover. So if we do it two nights before, it gives you that day to rest or do it the morning before the wedding. So then you still have the evening to rest, recover, and prepare for the wedding day. On that same note, <laughs> I think it's okay to have your rehearsal dinner the night before. Just remember, and this is for our couples, probably the wedding entourage too, that this is not your wedding day. You can party your butts off on your wedding day, but you do want to roll into that day feeling rested, not hungover, and like exhausted. You want to feel fresh and ready to go. So if you're having an epic rehearsal dinner, just keep in mind, your, you guys, you as the couple, your big party is the next day. Your guests, they can party their butts off for days straight. I have one more pro tip. Of course you do. <laughs> what I have seen for rehearsal dinners, especially here in Hawaii, is if you are wanting to bring in entertainment. So we see this a lot. Hula dancers, live performers, maybe even like fire knife dancers. Sometimes... That makes more sense to do it at your rehearsal dinner rather than having that be the focus of your wedding day. So I actually like it when our rehearsal dinner brings in local music, local talent, whatever that might be for the rehearsal dinner, save the party for the wedding day itself. Agreed. As long as you have photo and video at your rehearsal to capture <laughs> that as well, right? Plug for photo and video. <laughs> I think if not, you're going to regret not having capture those moments you know especially if it's interactive and you have your your grandma going up to do the hula with the hula dancer right like if you're going to do it at the rehearsal dinner make sure that you document that totally and and I, you and i have seen this a two-hour hula performance that has the crowd engaged and everything like it. so great so many so great fun. moments but you maybe don't want to have that be the center focus of your wedding day save it for your rehearsal dinner agreed well guys i i can tell you as a wedding vendor, but also as a wedding guest, rehearsal dinners can be such a fun part of your wedding week. I say roll in, do this, like make sure you do it, make sure you do it well. Plan an event that you get to be present at. Plan a rehearsal dinner that gives you that opportunity to really enjoy that time with your family and friends before the craziness of your wedding day, because we know it's going to be crazy. That's what the rehearsal dinner is all about. And of course, we would love to hear from you guys. Did you have an epic wedding rehearsal? Was it better than your wedding day? Send us your comments, your feedback. We want to hear from you guys. Thanks for listening and we will see you on another show. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of Unveiling Paradise. If you enjoy our show, please follow us and rate us on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. It would really mean a lot. And don't forget to also get on our mailing list and follow us on Instagram. Just do it already. Until next time, this is Tessa. And this is Joe. And don't forget, your happily ever after is just a plane ride away. <laughs>